0: What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Empire State Network Conservative Podcast. This is Pete, and this is where you come if you are a New Yorker who is conservative, who wants a conservative spin on news, with local, statewide, and federal news. So, oftentimes, I've done this show with Evan a handful of times so far. We've, we've had some great shows, and we've had some great feedback already off of the shows, we were supposed to record yesterday, but unfortunately his stepdad had taken a turn for the worse. Uh, Stepdad Bob passed away this morning. Today is Wednesday, November 21st, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, losing his battle to pancreatic cancer. It's a very somber day uh, for us all, Empire State Conservative Network. I've known Evan for more than two thirds of my life and I knew his stepdad pretty well and it's a tough day, but We got to keep moving forward, and uh, if you can, in the comments below, please leave any well wishes. Obviously, he gave me permission to discuss what was going on, but that's why in the last couple of weeks, we had a few last-minute cancellations for shows that we were going to be bringing to you. So to start off, I wanted to touch on a local story by me, uh, and that's in the village of Babylon here on Long Island. Now, a man built a treehouse in his yard in the town of Babylon why well a he has kids kids like tree houses but more importantly B he was finding hypodermic needles in his yard so he must not have lived in a very nice area there must have been junkies getting into his yard at night and I'm sure he didn't want to risk his kid getting pricked by a used hypodermic needle that was used to shoot up drugs in a hobo or a drug addict or God knows what so he had pretty good reason to want to do it now the problem is he's gone to court not once not twice but four times Four times this guy has had to go to court against the town, and each time the town has ruled against the father. Now, according to the village of Babylon's legislation regarding property, he doesn't have to pay property tax, he doesn't have to get permits, he doesn't have to do anything that doesn't like this on his property unless it's 90 square feet. A treehouse that he built is not 90 square feet, despite that the town still wants him to take it down, at least until they can get the necessary permits, which we all know how slowly a lot of these towns move in terms of granting permits. And he was hoping that litigation and him having to pay any fines would cease until litigation was done, until he could either get the verdict he wanted or he just got discouraged enough, just take the treehouse down and forget all about it. The judge has denied his request, not once, but twice. So this is a pure example of government overreach at the local level. This man has gone to court, and I've, I've had to go to court for much more minor things, traffic things, uh, once for a copyright infringement when I was much younger and I just started working online, and it, it's really expensive to hire a lawyer to defend you. Even if you're hiring someone you know, whether it's a friend, a family, someone who's recommended to you, who's given you a good deal, It still costs a lot of money to go to court. There's a lot of forms, a lot of process, a lot of procedure that goes into it, and money's involved throughout all of it. So the fact that this man is being dragged through, and I, and I really appreciate that he's continuing to fight this battle against the town of Babylon because this is a huge overreach. If you want to have a tree house in your backyard for your kids, why do you need a building permit for it? It is beyond ridiculous. This is just a way for the town of Babylon to make more money off of this one individual and off of anybody in the area. If there are other parents on this man's block or in the town of Babylon, why would you even care if you had a treehouse in their backyard? They're paying their property taxes. They're paying their fair share. What's the problem? This is just typical government overreach that needs to be brought, reined in, and ceased and unfortunately it looks like this guy's fighting a losing battle so i i hope for the best i appreciate the guy's zeal but eventually you run out of money you can't pay the legal bills and i don't think the town is going to back down on this and i think even though obviously there are plenty of different towns and villages on long island that are struggling budgetarily. The town has deeper pockets than he is, so eventually the town's going to come out on top, unless somehow they can pull a ra- magic rabbit out of the hat. It's a very sad situation. Happens all the time throughout our state, and that's one of the many reasons that we started this network to highlight and put a spotlight on these terrible things that the state is doing, whether it's at the whole state level, the local level, in the city, wherever, and bring that to you. So that was that was a story that came across my desk earlier this morning. That I was really not happy with this typical government overreach you own a property you have a backyard you have a valid reason to do it you don't want your kids running around with hypodermic needles and God knows what else is in your backyard because what people are trying to give a little safety net to your kids so we, you know he or she or they however many people there are can enjoy their lives and not have to worry about that type of stuff but instead this guy's from sure reach into his pocket quite a bit To try and offset the cost of going to court against a town that seems fully intent on continuing to restrict his property rights and to take more and more of his hard-earned money so I wanted to point that out that was the number one thing and I wanted to hear your thoughts in the comments below so let me know what you think about the plight of this guy in Babylon it's again a ridiculous situation that none of us who are property owners should have to go through now Going forward, I want to go to a statewide issue that was brought up during the gubernatorial debates, and this was a little before we got down to the last five that were left standing. So, we had the three independents Larry Sharp, of course, is uh, the one that was most popular in this group. There was Mark Molinaro on the Republican end, and Andrew Cuomo, obviously, on the Democratic end, who unfortunately got reelected. Now, to get the Democratic nomination, Cuomo had to debate. Cynthia Nixon. Now, if that name sounds familiar, she was an actress, and somehow, I mean, there was not a good-looking cast, but she was by far the least attractive member of the cast on that. She's a self-proclaimed socialist. The, the woman's a nutcase. And, uh, it's just this stupid white guilt that a lot of these people have. Now, if I'm successful, I'm not one to flaunt my money. I'm not going to buy a mansion and get a Maserati and, you know, wear bling and really try to flaunt it in people's faces. I'm I'm definitely more of a under the radar kind of guy, regardless of whether I'm doing well or whether I'm not doing well. But... uh, There's a lot of people who are successful, people who do well for themselves financially. Obviously, she does very well for herself just off of sex in the city residuals alone. Uh, She wanted universal rent control. That was one of her big things. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I've called her google Eyes Cortez many times, still stands. (laughs) Uh, She she also is is pushing for this in New York City and the rationale. And again, a lot of leftist rationale for policy seems to come from a good place. It's... incredibly expensive to live in and around the city, extremely expensive. Even on Long Island now, it's getting harder and harder to find affordable housing, whether you're renting or you're buying. It's getting tougher to get a good monthly payment that you can easily afford and still have plenty left over for food and other basic expenses. But a lot of these people are pushing for universal rent control, saying that it protects the low-income or even the the middle-income person who can't really afford for the continued increase in property values and in rent prices. Now, you have to look at it from the other side, and I never did until I started my own business. I'm a weight loss coach on Long Island is one of the many things that I do, uh, this being another thing that I'm doing. But when I started my own business, I started to realize things from the other side. When you're an employee, when you're dependent of the state, You're always thinking about me, 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 I, 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 I. But when you're a business owner, things are a little bit differently. Yes, you have to worry about yourself and your financial situation, obviously. But you also have to worry about your bottom line. That's how businesses work. If you're not making money, if you're not making a profit, if you're spending more than you're making, you're going to run into an issue. Universal rent control. There have been a lot of studies, Ecom 101 classes, tend to go over this as a prime example of something that just will not work. Because currency fluctuates in value over time, inflation occurs, and it's just not possible over a long time, over a decade, over decades, over a century, to keep a price the same. Because even if it's dirt cheap 50 years from now, the person who owns the building is not making money. Or if the government owns the building, the state government or the local government, they're not making money either. Because they may have been making money, or at least they may have been breaking even when it started. But again, assuming that the dollar is going to go up, that is going to drive back their earnings and the value of what they're making off of the property. It's not a good business incentive. It really isn't. So the reason property prices are going up is because New York City is still a mecca that attracts a lot of talent. That's one of the reasons that despite getting much, much, much larger tax breaks and other perks from places like atlanta and other areas amazon decided to have one of its two hq2 locations in long island city which is within the city limits of new york city the reason being is that they feel they can attract the best talent people still want to come here despite and here's another article i wrote the other day elvis duran and local celebrities shitting on Mayor Bill de Blasio and how dirty the city's been in just the last couple of years compared to where it was for decades. I believe he said on, on his morning show a few days ago, not since Mayor Dinkins has the city been this disgusting. And I agree. I went to a concert in the city not too long ago in October. right? And the smell of urine just follows you everywhere. The second you get off the train in Penn Station, I know a lot of hobos hang out in there, especially as it gets cooler outside and they're looking for warmth. But even when you go outside and you're walking around, it's so congested, it's so dirty, you can smell it, you can almost feel it, and nothing's being done about it. You see trash strewn out all over the sidewalk. This isn't something that I'm used to in the city. I'm used to the city being pretty clean. It was pretty clean under Giuliani and Bloomberg. Those are the two guys who were mayor when I really started going into the city in my childhood, my teens, and then in my early 20s. But uh, yeah, I mean universal rent control is not going to work in the long run. It's a bad financial game. I understand that it's supposed to help the low to middle income person, but it doesn't. There's actually a very specific study done by a group in San Francisco that went over this and showed, yes, just like what they say in Ecom 101, this is an experiment that will not work. Eventually, what owners of these properties are going to do is rather than being forced to only take in X amount of money per unit and I tear that down and they're going to build condos or other private residences for people who can't afford to live there who can't afford the rent or mortgage increases or whatever the the, the cost may be and they'll do away with offering this to low and middle income housing and believe it or not I'm sure many of you believe it if you are low to middle income chances are there's a good chance you're gonna have trouble paying your bills rent your mortgage whatever being one of those bills that you're gonna have trouble coming up with in fact it may be the most challenging thing to come up with so if you're the owner of a building and you're constantly having people coming in who can't afford it even if they can continue to afford and you're not making a profit wouldn't you rather deal with people who can't afford to pay you what you feel your property is worth what the market value is Wouldn't you rather do that and make more money as a business owner or even at the state or local level again if the state or the locale owns the building they want to bring in as much revenue as they can charging $1,000 a month is just a blanket number for per unit in a building with 100 units may be okay today but it's not going to be okay in 50 years God willing that the economy continues to do well and that value of the dollar continues to go up so you have to keep these considerations in mind from a revenue perspective. So that's why there are market increases. And the, another reason, like I said before, is that more and more people are coming to New York. So if there are more and more people who are skilled, who are educated, and who are able you know, and who have the financial means are coming to New York and they're willing to pay the higher prices, it may suck for the new incoming worker entering the workforce who has no money coming out of college, or maybe they've just started a trade. But that's life. You're not guaranteed housing. You're not guaranteed property. And in the piece I wrote yesterday, I didn't go too much into this specific entitlement because it's a small percentage of the overall federal budget. Entitlements make people entitled. And that's what a lot of leftists are. They're entitled. They feel that Every basic necessity should be provided to you by the government. You have to be sucking on the government's teat. Evan said that the other day, and it's brilliant because it's true. The problem is that teat, while it may look appealing on the outside, is really not intrinsically uh, good and when that bra comes off It don't look as good as it looked in the bra that bra did a nice cover-up job on it You don't want to be suffering on the government teeth. you need to be incentivized to do better for yourself If you want to live in an area or in a particular building and the rent is too high maybe too high today But you got to figure out how to make it worth your while tomorrow Universal rent control is a bad idea for everyone involved it leaves the people In the rent controlled living in the rent controlled spaces living in complacency knowing that they can continue to do less and less and less and bring in less and less and less because the cost of living is going to go up in almost every other area but the cost of living in that building is going to go down so they don't they're not as incentivized to do better by themselves and then again for the business owner the building owner or for the state or the locale. Who may own the building they want to generate as much revenue as they can they can't do that if their hands are tied and they're charging the same rate month after month year after year on time because of currency fluctuations and in terms of the value of the dollar that ain't gonna work it's a terrible economic principle and that is why we need to defeat the far left group coming to washington we're going to go into a new minnesota congresswoman who about genital mutilation in a second but let's get off that And let's get into something else. So Betsy DeVoe just made some um, amendments to Title IX. Now, Title IX is regulation to try and make equality apparent for men and women. And it originated in sport, and then it just kind of cascaded into other areas of university life. And something that's been in the news a lot lately, it was in the news during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, and you've heard some stories, is men being accused of rape because of either uh, because of a sexual experience as let's just say the woman woke up the next morning she was too drunk or high when she decided to sleep with the guy and she regretted it and then rather than having to deal with that and just knowing okay I can get that drunk or high again in a social situation or else this can happen again she decides to accuse the guy of rape even though at the time he may have been a little lit too but it was perfectly consensual so devote made it stricter in Title Nine, so that now there there has to be uh, either a preponderance of the evidence, or it has to be contingent with the rest of any other disciplinary policy or hearing at the university. So, for example, if a student is accused of plagiarism, and the school's uh, legislation is such that uh, there has to be a massive preponderance of evidence, you have to literally prove that the kid was guilty. Then that's what it has to be, sexual misconduct too. That means that the accuser, often the female, has to come forward, she has to come forward with a rape kit, there has to be DNA, she's going to have to provide all of the evidence that would suggest that the guy that she's accusing raped her. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Now there's also a stupid rule in in some college campuses where 51% of the people on the disciplinary committee can decide whether or not It's a yay or nay in terms of whatever they're deciding. So in the case of the plagiarism, if the 51% of the body upholds that the student is guilty, then unfortunately the student's going to lose his or her scholarship, and they're not going to be able to attend the university anymore, and that's that. That's on their record forever. Likewise with these uh, alleged rape cases. If 51% of the body is convinced that the guy raped the girl, then... Unfortunately, disciplinary action from that point forward will be taken out. Um, There have to be more thorough investigations as well. There are people that are going nuts about this. I don't see what the problem is. Women's rights are important. I 100% agree with that. But you can't just believe all women because someone comes forward and says, I was raped by that guy who is in a prominent position right now. Well, I was raped by that guy because we had sex once when we were both drunk or high or both... And I made a bad decision and I regret it. And rather than having to just deal with the internal shame and consequences and make a change so that it doesn't happen again, I'm instead going to ruin this guy's life. What's the problem with that? If you're a mother or if you're a younger woman but you want to have kids one day and you have boys, think about a society where the mentality believe all women, believe all accusers, reigns true. The reason due process exists, Evan and I, our second of our podcast episode, which we'll link down below, was over this. And we talked more so about the Brett Kavanaugh hearing, but we did also mention some college cases where the accuser made up the whole story. Where none of the events that she claimed occurred took place, and yet because the college board was so pro-believe-all-women, believe-all-accusers... These guys' lives are ruined. Some of them lost athletic scholarships. They could have gone pro. Some of them couldn't find a job after college. They couldn't go to another college. Even when the, the, the retracted statements came out and were pulled back, Like this is a problem. And I think that in this regard with Title IX, Betsy DeVoe did a great job of reining it in, making it tougher, and putting the burden of proof again on the accuser. If you are accused of a crime, especially something as vile as that, you are innocent until proven guilty. Maybe in some cases the guy's a scumbag and you'll get away with it. And that's unfortunate. I forget exactly who said it and what the quote was. But the essence of it is that they'd rather have a bunch of people go free, go through the system but still come out the other end and not be charged with anything or at the very least have a reduced sentence than have one innocent person go to prison or have their life ruined. It's so true. If you think about it bad people will get away with bad things from time to time but when somebody who is good is accused of doing something evil and he or she has to bear that burden for the rest of their lives how can you live with that how are you okay with it you can't just believe all women can not just believe all people just because you maybe personally have been sexually assaulted if you think about the social dynamic too it makes guys very leery of going out on dates, and being physically active, if you know what I mean, with women. Because what happens if, God forbid, she has a change of heart, she pulls a 180, and she decides that instead of just not returning your texts, or never answering your calls again, and dropping off the face of the earth she decides that she's going to press charges against you. And this can be years. There have been cases where a woman that a guy slept with once back in high school never thought about again for 20, 30, 40 years comes out of the woodwork and tries to go after him because he's a man in power. Now, I'm not saying that this happens all the time. There are plenty of rapists, I'm sure, that do get away with it and they need to be tried. But we have to understand that life... And I, and I was thinking about this earlier today about something else, but it applies here too. Life is a series of choices. If you make a bad choice, if you sleep with someone and you regret it, that's on you. That's not on them. It takes two to tango, all right, unless you were actually raped. But if you're raped too, again, you have to understand the law. You have to provide the burden of proof. If you were raped, you go to a hospital, you get a rape kit done, you see if they can get DNA. And if they can, you got a home run. It's not shameful to come forward when you have been wronged. I don't understand where this is. Now, again, I've never been sexually assaulted. Obviously, I've never been raped. I'm six feet, 200 pounds. If anyone tried that on me, I'd break their neck. But, and I and I understand that some people, who are, especially women who are smaller, cannot defend themselves to that same capacity as I can. But that being said, you've got to provide a burden of proof. You have to know the law. And if you want justice to be served, then You have to provide the prerequisites necessary in order to get that justice served. And in these cases, judges and juries are much more convinced by what you bring forward than just trying to make money on you. These are more emotionally driven cases, but unfortunately, rationale and logic have to be in there as well. You prove it happened, then guess what? You're going to incense the judge, you're going to incense the jury, and they're going to convict You'll get your justice, and that scumbag will never, ever walk the earth again without having that on his record. End of story. Bravo, Betsy DeVoe, for making Title IX legislation regarding due process and rape and sexual misconduct cases stricter. Provide the burden of proof, and let's have a fair process, and let's not ruin poor guy's lives for sleeping with the wrong person who regretted it or who's making it up for attention. All right. So, last thing I want to talk about today before we sign off is a new Minnesota Congresswoman uh, named Ilhan Omar. All right. So she's one of the first two new Muslim Congresswomen. And look, this is something too. I saw this post earlier, so I'm going to tie it in from News Twelve here on Long Island. And that was that state. Demo- the state Senate now has a 40 to 23 Democratic majority. Not a good situation. We have made, Bill De Blasio in New York City. He's been Terrible the MTA is in shambles, you know, and that that's between him and Cuomo as well at the state level um, It's getting dirtier, and it's being run like shit. It's not in a good place and Having more state Democrats especially people who have no political experience It's not a good thing and people who are trying to spew these leftist ideas that may be emotionally driven and not rationally driven not a good idea but You keep seeing this all over the place. You saw this after the election when we had these new, young, diverse, I use quotation marks if you're listening and not watching, Democrats coming into Congress, coming into the Senate. And it's it's great because progress is diversity. No, progress is not diversity. I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Native American, Indian. I don't care what your race is. I don't care what your religious background is. I don't care how young or old you are. I don't care about any of that shit. The only thing that matters in politics, in business, in any walk of life when you're looking to accomplish something is what have you done for me or what can you do for me? It's not, oh, because I'm a, you know, I mean, I'm going to talk about myself, because I'm a white half jew half catholic from long island i can provide these intersectionality criteria checks for you it's stupid i don't understand and they say it's their success yes they were successfully elected congratulations but seriously they haven't done anything yet you don't know what they're going to or not going to and actually not you don't know what they're going to or not going to back like just because This woman is Muslim just because we have some. I think here on Long Island in in the article, I talked about a woman in Great Neck, the first Iranian born uh, state legislator. Who cares? I mean, that's cool, but that shouldn't be a selling point. You know, just like when Obama won the presidency, and I was stupid enough the first time around to get roped up with it. I was a college kid, new to college, didn't know dick about anything. And I thought oh that's cool black president you know he seems charming charismatic well-spoken and then he's up against the old guy who can't raise his arms and the crazy woman from snl i mean i didn't know any better and most people don't they think progress is just oh i'm the first iranian born person i'm the first muslim born person i'm the first indian american in this position it doesn't matter i mean that's cool but what are you going to do for us what bills are you going to bring forward what are you going to stand for and fight for when you're in congress that's what matters that's what success is progress does not equal diversity all right this isn't a college quota system which discriminates more so than anybody against asian americans not against white americans but asian americans because asian americans tend to do better on standardized tests and have better grades and have better you know after school activities extracurriculars and all that other stuff than everybody else combined. So they're discriminated against because if it was just a meritocracy, which I honestly believe it should be, and I'm not an Asian American, I think it should be a meritocracy. If a school has a certain set of criteria, find the best X number of students, however many you're looking to fill, to take those spots. And that's it. And it doesn't matter if it's predominantly Asian, or white, or black, or Hispanic, or whatever. It doesn't matter. That should have no basis on who gets taken in to college or to a job or whatever than it should in Congress or in politics. But they're playing it off like progress is diversity. It's stupid. It's stupid. And I'll tell you why it's stupid in a second. Because this new Minnesota congressman, Ilhan Omar, one of the first Muslims elected to Congress, voted no on a local proposition against genital mutilation. In a lot of Muslim countries, for those of you who aren't familiar, genital mutilation occurs. And I don't really know why. I don't want to know why. I think things like that are gross, and I don't want to think about them. But these are things that are happening here at home, in the United States. These are things that can't happen here at home, in the United States. Now, ultimately, she did vote for this bill so that it could go through. It didn't pass. I don't know how it didn't pass, but she did she was initially against it and her reasoning was we shouldn't just pass the bill because it has a flashy headlines and it's going to get us all this national attention that, sh- that has nothing to do with why they want to pass the bill the reason you pass a bill like that is because poor children poor female children do not deserve to have their genitals mutilated by their parents or by their communities because they think either it's I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know if it's a religious act I'll, I'll plead ignorance on this one there's no reason to mutilate a child's genitals There's no reason. You are a sick, twisted person. And that may be okay wherever they came from. That ain't okay here. That's a law that I think everybody on both sides of the aisle should get behind. This woman was very hesitant to get behind it. I think she realized, based on some of the backlash from some of the other people at the event where they were discussing the bill before voting on it, that she's going to get really bad press and her chances of being elected are really going to be hurt if she votes against the bill. It was originally announced that she voted against the bill, but now she voted for it. Apparently, it was not very reliable sources. So, this is not the sign of someone you want in Congress. Why? Because, A, your belief system is fucked. I'm not talking about a religion. One of my best friends growing up was Muslim. I have no problem with Muslims. I really don't. I saw in the group a lot of people have issues with Muslims. I have an issue with radical Muslims and it's the same thing that Obama said. They're not all bad. They really aren't all bad. There are bad apples in every bunch. And the reason they hate the West and everything is because we've taken over a lot of their countries to find these people hidden in hills and mountainsides and all that shit and we've tried to institute democracy and republics in there. These people don't know that. Just because it works here doesn't mean it's going to work there. We have no business doing that. We don't. We really have no business doing that. They don't like us because of that. And then, unfortunately, some of the people who are you know, violently opposed to it use religious rhetoric to brainwash people to convince them to train, and they care terrible things like 9-11 and other terrorist attacks we've seen. Luckily, the last attempt in New York City, the guy blew his cock off. Uh, he had a bomb strapped to him in Grand Central Station, and it didn't detonate properly, so it just kind of blew him up from the waist down, which was pretty funny. But um, getting back, this woman showed that a her belief system is messed up because she couldn't get behind a bill like this. This is one of the few slam dunks in politics. There shouldn't be debate on this. And when it comes to treat to children, genital mutilations. One thing: if you're an adult, you're a guy who thinks he's a girl or vice versa, and you want to do that. And I don't think your insurance should pay for it, state, federal, or otherwise. Uh, so. I think you should have to pay out of pocket. When you're a child and your parents are deciding that, you should have protections under the law. I don't care what the religious connotations may or may not be. I don't care what the societal connotations from where parents are originally from may or may not be. That is not acceptable in this country. All right? You can't do that. You should not do that to any child for any reason. It's a terrible thing. That's a slam dunk on both sides. And yes, it would have gotten national attention, like she said, but for a good reason. That's one of the few slam dunks that everyone can agree on. And she was hesitant. She voted yes, which shows you two things. Like I said, number one, her belief system's in a bad place. I mean, she's already on the left, not a good start. And she was against a bill initially that would have promoted taking children away from parents who would want to mutilate their daughter's genitals. I think that's pretty fair, actually. Child Protective Services has called on a lot of American citizens for much, much less than that. You know, it's one thing to beat your child, which is terrible and excusable in and of itself. It's another to mutilate their genitals? Are you kidding me? And you're hesitant to vote against that because of national headlines? Please. And then on top of that, too, she shows she has no spine because she didn't stand by her convictions and she voted the other way. Now, yes, if can people's minds be changed and opened up to ideas through dialogue like what was going on when she initially issued her original intent? Sure, I guess so. I don't think that's what happened here. Doesn't sound like that's what happened here. Uh, I think there are a lot of people in Washington. This is just one example. But there are a lot of people in Washington who will say one thing and do another. And they'll be persuaded, not by a rational argument most of the time, maybe by someone on the other side, but because they're worried about the PR fallout from their decision to vote for or against a certain bill. So it just goes to show you, progress does not equal diversity. It does not. We don't live in a racist society. In fact, I'd venture to say this is the least racist society in the world. You hear about terrible things all the time, whether violent things like the shooting at the Pittsburgh synagogue about a month back, anti-Semitic things going up, but police shootings on minorities, you hear about rare instances where the cop was in the wrong. In many cases, instead of going nuts, right when it happens, if you sit back, let an investigation take place and look at the evidence, in many cases, it was warranted or you could at least understand why the police officer decided to do what he or she did. And that's that. Just because you want diversity doesn't mean that progress is being made. I'd say progress is made when Washington decides to cut the federal budget, decides to cut back on entitlement programs, and we start to really do drain the swamp. We haven't done it, done, and it's unfortunate because we have a quote-unquote Republican president in, in office. I don't believe he's actually a Republican, that's for, that's for another time. Uh, I'm, I'm not a hater, but I'm not a lover either of the president. I'm willing to call him on his crap when there's crap to be at. The swamp has not been drained. It really hasn't. We've lost some members of the swamp, replaced them with other members who may not be that same type of swamp monster. They're another type of swamp monster. They still dwell in the swamp. That's where they're from. That's what they want. There's no difference. We really do need to drain the swamp. And these people are a new type of swamp monster. They're coming in as ideologues who have no rationale or basis for the legislation they want to pass or they want to get rid of. They want to give free stuff to everybody. Not understanding where's that money going to come from. We can't print more money, drive up inflation. Look at Venezuela, look at Spain, look at Greece. These a very common modern examples of what happens when you hyperinflate your currency. That's because you want more social welfare programs. Understand you want to take care of people. The government is terrible at everything. It really is. That's why the founders wanted it to be as limited as possible to protect our inalienable rights. Among them, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Keyword is pursuit. You're not guaranteed happiness. You're not guaranteed a roof over your head. You're not guaranteed a good paying job. You're not guaranteed health care. You're not guaranteed anything. The only thing you're guaranteed in this country is that you're free. To make the choices necessary to succeed or not succeed. And Evan said that said it best on our last ep- episode and this is what I'm gonna say before we sign off exceptional people will find ways to excel in this country it's the freest country in the world it, it could get a lot freer I, I, I'm with you on that one but exceptional people in this country can still find ways to excel more so here than just about anywhere else in the world and lazy people they're not gonna go anywhere And the government, since the Social Security Act was signed in 1935, and up through that time social welfare and entitlement programs have gone up and up and up and up and up, giving more and more and more and more to people without them having to do anything but be an American citizen. We made a group of entitled, complacent people. And we have to fix that. We have to fix our society. Again, I really encourage you to read my piece on this. I won't go into it too much here. But I feel like we have to get rid of a lot of entitlement programs. Not entirely, but we have to restrict them and access to them. It has to be for the neediest people. The elderly and the folks who paid into it for 30, 40, 50, 60 years while they were working, they can still get it. Social Security fund doesn't run out until 2036. Medicare is already screwed. <laughs> we're, we're in trouble when it comes to national health care. And I understand that it's expensive and we kind of created a clusterfuck but we can fix it. The market can always fix it. If they're finding people aren't buying health insurance and people are getting sick and dying, they'll lower prices. They'll find ways to still make money off of you, but also provide you the insurance that you need. It can work. It happens in other parts of the world. And when you look at socialized medicine and things like that, yeah, they're nice, but what does that mean? Higher taxes and longer wait times for a lot of things including sometimes life-saving surgeries and treatments. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. So if you enjoyed this episode of the Empire Sick and Server Network podcast, it's is our first one, so I'm glad that that's over. Um, first solo one, I should say. Then feel free to give us a five-star review on iTunes and leave a review. We, we love to hear your feedback, and we want to spread the word. Again, this is a place for New Yorkers who feel ostracized with their friends, their family, their co-workers, because... You think differently because you're a conservative and we live in a blue state and I know the blue is primarily in and around the city and Nassau County in some parts of Suffolk like around where I live but for the most part this is a red state and we can outvote the blue the problem is for decades we've thought that there's no point in going out to the polls and voting because they're gonna come out in droves we outnumber them if you're a proponent of the Second Amendment, whether you own a gun or not, there were four and a half million gun owners in New York State. I don't think there were four and a half million votes for the governorship of New York State. Which means, <laughs> if even half of us gun owners, gun proponents in New York State, got out and voted for all in our shop or somebody else, we'd have a different governor. We can't make a difference. It has to happen at the local level. And that's why we're doing this network, to give you a conservative spin on what's going on, to give you a community, too, online, and then we're hoping to do more in-person events. We don't feel alone. We're here for you. We're here to discuss ideas, and we're not going to ram stuff down your throat. We do have some trolls in the group, so you can just take out all your anger on them. So so guys, before I go, I, Evan's gonna read off a laundry list once the video shuts off, of where you can find us online and on social media, but please, Consider Donating it really really helps we have some great people like Vicki Palladino who are going to be doing the show in the future She lost a close race and she, she's a great local politician. We'd love to get in to the state Senate and at the local level and We have some others in the works. I'm not obliged to share who they are yet, but we have them in the works We've already attracted some pretty high-name people And we're just about a month in, not even, so it's very early on in the process, and we appreciate your love and your support, but uh, if we want to rent out a studio, we're not filming this by my desk in my house, then uh, we're going to need some donations, and all that's just going to go towards bettering the quality and content of the programming for you guys And then also another way to help us out, if you don't want to donate on a monthly basis or even do a one-time donation, you can do all that in the link below. That's EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash donate is you can go to our store. We have some cool merch. we got the red New York State coffee mug, hat, shirt, Empire State Conservative Network shirt. we got a whole bunch of stuff, so check that out, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com forward slash store. So for that, I am Pete. Thanks so much for watching or listening. I want to sign off today. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And we'll come at you before the end of the week with another great episode. Justin will be doing some live recordings with us starting next week. So watch out for that. So for that, I'm Pete. Have a great day. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Talk to you soon. It's Evan with Empire State Conservatives Network. Just a reminder to check us out on our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com or Patreon at Patreon.com slash Network. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash Empire State Conservatives. On Twitter at Empire State Cons. Instagram at GetRedPilledNY. And on YouTube. Make sure that if you like our stuff to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.